Well, guys, we have a treat this morning. Um, we've got the Italian Stallion, uh, Pastor Randy Don Giovanni, and um, uh, please welcome him. He's got a word for us. He was here um, over the weekend ministering to our youth and just really inspiring them. So uh, we're ready for him to inspire us this morning, right, guys? Yeah. All right. Randy, take off. So little you couldn't see me, huh? The Italian stallion. Oh, my gosh. Well, I thought about him this weekend with Philly. Yeah, I knew it would get quiet in here. I knew it would. Woo, something in Pennsylvania is going all right. When my Pittsburgh boys can't do it, at least Philly did it. And the birds were flying. I'm telling you, don't worry about it. It'll happen in Detroit. I, uh, yeah. It's an honor. You know, I just wanted to say this right off the bat. Pastor Tom, thank you, because church, this, this place gives so many opportunities, so many opportunities, so many avenues, so many things to find Christ, to um, build each other up in Christ. How many know what I'm talking about? This weekend was the One Heart Conference, and I, I was given a privilege to preach on the, on the Saturday. It could be the Saturday morning, because they know all the kids are kind of like that, you know, and and um, I've got a way of just like shaking the house, I guess, a little bit. And it was phenomenal. The altars were great. We had people saved um, Saturday night, the feeling of the Holy Spirit. People prophesied over it. it was, it's amazing what God's doing in this generation. I want to tell you this because I want to I talk this morning about um, Matthew chapter 6. If you want to turn to Matthew chapter 6. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And, and, and uh, on earth as it is in heaven. And the Bible says, whatsoever is done in heaven shall be done on earth. Whatsoever is on earth shall be loosened in heaven. And we know that scriptures, and that's what I want to talk about today and go into that a little bit deeper. But it's this. It's that there's a purpose that's happening in this generation that's really not happened in a long time. That would have been somewhere to baby. Maybe somebody in somebody's family would have said, that's my kid. Because they're... There is, there is a revival that's taking place, but it looks different. It looks way different. And I think what it is, is just in my heart, I think it's going to be a social media revival. And that might not make sense to you, but that's where our kids live. And maybe yours don't because you're so strict in your home. I don't know. But most kids today, even at the age of 10, 9 years old, have phones today. And so they're on these phones or they're given these iPads or they're given computers at this age. And they're driven social media. And how many know social media can either drive you crazy or it can make your work, your business, your life a little simpler? How many know? We even put them in our homes. Hey, hey, um, so-and-so, you know, tell me what the weather's like. Like, we can't look outside. You know what I'm saying? We make things... Too easy, so and so. What is it? And why? It's your wife's birthday. Well, thank you. I appreciate you telling me that. Uh, and then you're in trouble, and we wonder why. But I want to talk about how can I uh, make an impact or a difference for kingdom, for kingdom. Like, how in the world can I impress and impact the kingdom of God? Has anybody ever asked that question? Maybe you have it, but I have. I'm like, wait a minute, wait. A minute. I'm just this little tiny pond in this thing called life. How can I? All five foot seven of me since sixth grade have been this tall. It's really amazing. When I get around junior highs, they're like, oh, you're so like us. I'm like, I've just never grown. My wife will say, you have, you've grown, but it's out, not up. I'm just saying, thanks, babe. And uh, nurses always do that. Doctors, they always do the thing like, you know, are we eating right? And it's like, no. And so, but I've always asked the question, how can I impact kingdom? Like, how can we impact the kingdom? Kingdom, like whose kingdom? 
Whose kingdom? Whose kingdom can we impact? Are we impacting God's kingdom or are we impacting our kingdom? Because how many know sometimes we can be selfish? Okay, I can. I, I can be selfish. Like, I don't mind stuff. How many of you like stuff? Well, thank you. I, I thought, you know, it's just, we got to be honest. Because there's, we're, packed, we're impacting something, but maybe it's not the kingdom of God. And I just want to talk about a little bit. Matthew chapter 6, 9. And I'm going to read 9 through 13 because we're going to hit this part. And here it says, this, this then is how you should pray. This is Christ teaching how to pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, sanctified be your name, holy be your name, pure be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, forgive us our debts as we also forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation. How many have ever prayed this? But deliver us from the evil one for thine is the kingdom and the glory and the power in Jesus, amen. And we do that. The kingdom come. See, this is the second of the seven petitions in the Lord's prayer. The first three address God. If you look at the Lord's prayer, it addresses God. The second four are prayers related to our needs and our concerns. It's related to who we are. See, that's what God does. What God has done is, is said, I'm going to empower you to do the work of the kingdom. But you can't do the work of the kingdom unless you know the king. Like, you can't do that. There's, there's no way. That's like, that's like when, when Christ was in the wilderness, he had, had fasted for 40 days. He prayed for, how I many you know what I'm talking about in the scripture? And, and all of a sudden, who visits him? Who's the first person on the scene? Satan. When you have revival in your homes, when you have your kids turn around going, Daddy, you know what? I'm getting it. I'm getting kingdom. You're like, yes. All of a sudden, like two weeks later, it's like, Daddy, I'm having a meltdown. Like, what happened? How come it's showing up in my... And you're like, what happened? The devil is the first on the scene to destroy the relationship. But here's what God says. Here's what God says through Jesus Christ, through the power of the Holy Spirit. It says this. Satan comes, turn this stone into bread. If you're the really Jesus, throw yourself. The angels will catch you. If not... This all this kingdom will be yours. What does he say every time? For it is written. Every time you go through something and it's kingdom purpose and stuff, you need to say, For it is written, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Get behind thee, Satan. Get behind. Come on, Satan. You don't talk to your wife like that and your kids. You talk to the person that's trying to steal from you, trying to rip you off. And he does every day in our life, and it turns into the kingdom. Thy kingdom come, thy word kingdom means reign. Reign, R-E-I-G-N. Reign of your glory come. The power of your kingdom come. See, in life, we build a will or a trust. How many have a will or a trust? If you don't, get one. It's, it's important. It's our family line. It's this. And this is when we pass the inheritance, the money. See, inheritance is just all, all about money. Inheritance, possession to our children, our grandchildren. Having a will is a very smart because it secures what is yours in your family. Are you tracking with me? The will, the inheritance. It's all about inheriting all you can and then not giving anything to your children. Who does that? My, my mother just turned 88 in November, and, um, you know, she's getting up there, and, and, and she's starting to talk like, you know, I'm getting ready. And I'm like, don't talk like that, because she's, she's been the solace besides Jesus in my life and now my wife. 
How many know what I'm talking about? Your, your mother, my mother is so precious when my father wasn't there. My mother was precious when there was nobody there. My mother was precious when I was sick and when I needed help. My mother was there. Your mothers are there. But now I'm the executor of the will, and, and, and it's up to me for the inheritance when something happens. And I'll be honest with you, there's not much there. Maybe a $42,000 home that probably should be dozed and then rebuilt on the land. But I noticed my sisters, I have three sisters, I'm the only boy. This will happen in your families. They're going around putting their little name tag on the back of furniture and all kinds of stuff. So I found this the other day when I was there, about a couple weeks ago. I said, oh, okay. Somebody's trying to steal the inheritance. So what I did was, I, I'm, I'm mischievous. How many people, anybody mischievous? Like, I see stuff like that. I'm full-blooded Italian. Some people say it's because you're little man syndrome, you're Italian. It's not, no, no, I just like messing people up sometimes. How many people like to mess people up sometimes? Don't look at me. Skip, skip, I know you messing somebody up. I'm just telling you. And so I went around and kind of switched stuff up. I was like, Mom, what is all this? She said, well, you know, Randy, the girls want the table and this and that. I said, I bought the table. They didn't buy the table. I didn't put my name on it, though, but I switched it up. There are going to be some people surprised when they go to get their stuff. I'm just saying. But the purpose of the will is when you leave the loved ones, they possess everything you had. They possess everything you have. They possess everything that you have, everything you work for. See, the perfect will of the Father is obedience. What we owe God is obedience. What we owe God in the will is honoring. When my, my mother, something happened, my father passed, I honored my father. I, I buried a man that was a zero in my life that I had to lead to Jesus at a young age. But when I buried my father at 80, I buried him well. Why? Because he went from a zero to a hero. And it's only because of God. It wasn't because of him. What God did in my dad, come on, how many know what I'm talking about? What God did in your family. It's only God. It's kingdom. See, when you are brought up, continue doing the traditions. People say, why did dad want grandpa? Why do we still do this? It's a way of always, we've always done it. It's a way of our life. It's a way that we are. It's honoring tradition. Your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren will say, why do you keep decorating the house like that? Why do you talk like that? It's because you want to bestow upon them the things that mean something to you. It might be your business. It's, it's everything that you own. It's your name. I see names all over. We see certain names that are like on almost everything. What is that? So you walk in and go, my name is DeVos. And a poor kid that's working behind the counter at some millennials like, so? My name is Van Handel. It's like, Vissers. Does that mean something to me? See, unless it's passed, it won't mean anything. Unless it's brought up, it won't mean. Is, is anybody tracking with me? And so when we go into our place of employment, see, Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, is a petition is expressed of a wish that God may reign everywhere. It's that his laws may be obeyed, and especially that the gospel of Jesus Christ be advanced. Matthew chapter 2. 3 verse 2. It talks about until the world shall be filled with his glory. Here's what he says. Repent. 
Repent. The, thy kingdom come refers to the doctrine which Christ preached at the time what John the Baptist had preached before. John the Baptist says, I baptize you in water, but there's one coming to baptize you in the Spirit. That's what John the Baptist was preaching. The kingdom of your Father who is in heaven, the kingdom of the Messiah, this is at hand. Pray that it will come. Note this. This is really important. We should turn the word we hear into prayer. Our hearts should echo it. Does Christ promise, surely I will come? Your hearts should answer, even so, come quickly. When I was a kid, I growing up, I had my grandmother was only four foot. You know, I was like, I'm the tallest in my family. Let's put it that way. That's, that's a sad day. Okay, we're a land of Smurfs, and but my grandmother would just a little full blooded tight, smack, pull, smack, pull, and I'd be like, man, you smack me one more time, I'm gonna pull something. But she would say to me stuff like, "The kingdom of God is coming. Be ready." For the kingdom of God is, see, if we knew, if we knew that the kingdom of God was not only coming, but God says on March 1st is when I'm coming, what would we do? No, no, no don't, don't get spiritual with me. What would we do? You know what most would do? Even though serve the Lord, would get everything in order. So if they missed it, come on now, let's be real. Some Christians, we live, people live as though he's not coming. We live as though, Bible says, be prepared for the kingdom of heaven is near. The kingdom of heaven. Man, God's kingdom is here in us. Not where we're living in this earth, but in us. We have the kingdom. When you know you have the kingdom. I love what Greg preached two weeks ago. Living water. Are you kidding me? We have this living water. He says to this woman at the well, ba 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 bump. She says, Who are you? He says, I am the Christ. I am the Messiah. I came that you'll never thirst again. You know what she does? I loved it what Greg said. She left the very thing that was her life every day at the well. This is what she brought, probably more bigger than this. She left it. She left it to follow Christ. That was her crutch. This was her every day going to the well. Some of us, we're going to the well every day. God said, let it go. Let it go. Because your inheritance is not in that bucket. Your inheritance is in kingdom. And when you get that in you, man, you can change the world. I was in Lima, Ohio. Anybody ever hear of Lima, Ohio? I don't understand. I thought maybe Lima beans. I didn't know what it was. Because some places are named after the whatever. But it's not. It's, it's, it's a nasty little city. How many people have ever? <laughs> no, it is a nasty, like, dirty little city. It's, and God's called me to preach in these kind of areas. And I'm, I'm there, and I go into the restaurant, and I'm with this Pentecostal pastor. I'm telling you, this guy, Bob, this guy, Bob, but seriously, has anybody ever been with somebody that's, like, loud in gospel <laughs> in public? It's like, <laughs> Jesus, hallelujah, <laughs> praise God. We're in Bob Evans. I'm like, oh. You know what it says in John 3, 5? And I'm like, how about just right here, John 3, 5? Anybody been with somebody like that? And this waitress comes over and, and uh, you know, he's preaching. He's great, man. He has seven Bibles that he studies from. He does not use the computer. He doesn't use a commentary. He uses commentaries, the old school. He doesn't use anything on the computer. It's all there. I'm like, Bob, you can condense all this into one laptop. But no, he has five or six Bibles that thick. And they're like this. 
Like you could beat somebody with it. You could use them for booster chairs. I'm just telling you. And, and this guy's got it. He knows the word. I mean, he knows everything about the reform, everything about this, everything about every religion, everything about that. He's so knowledgeable. And I'm, every time I'm around him, I feel so like, because I'm like, I don't know it like that. Look, this is lambskin covering. This, I, who cares? Waitress comes over. He's never done this, though. Loud, knows the word. I ask one simple question. Sweetheart, we're going to. We're going to eat, and I, we're going to pray for our food. And I don't know you from anybody, but I'm in Lima, Ohio. I'm preaching a revival at this man's church. I'm sure that you've heard of him. She said, well, I don't know him, but I heard him. I'm like, you're going to know pretty soon what he's like. I said, can I pray for you? This woman just broke right there. <laughs> just tears. I was like, now Bob's loud. I told you, Bob's like, ha, fi-. oh, he's like, oh, my goodness, man, what is going on? I'm like, oh, you ain't loud now. And the kingdom of heaven showed up in that moment, and that woman started talking about her twin daughters. One's real sick and has a lung problem and might not make it. I talked about how my wife is a nurse, and she's around that all day long, but there's a Savior that can walk into this moment right here, sweetheart. There's a Savior named Jesus, and so all of a sudden, kingdom came on me, came out of me. And sometimes you look at me, or you look at people that might preach or talk, I didn't want to do this, man. I was content being in phys ed, man. Knocking your kids and grandkids out. I'm just telling you and praying over them. I didn't want this pulpit ministry because this is incredible. I, I'm so nervous. It's like people are like, you're never nervous. I'm spitless. My wife said, what are you doing? I said, I'm up, I'm up at 3.30 this morning trying to put a couple other things together. She goes, well, you go to bed. I'm like, man, I got to speak to the guys today. She says, they're guys. I'm like, you just don't know. And it's because the kingdom, we've heard this over and over in so many different ways. Water, we've heard about the missionaries, and we're like, oh my gosh, and we're giving this and giving that, but are you giving you? See, we can give a lot of stuff, but are you giving you? What are you giving to your community? When somebody walks into your workplace, how do you say things? Everybody always jokes, and they always go crazy on Chick-fil-A. People bust Chick-fil-A. Our culture hates Chick-fil-A. They love them, but they hate them. They hate him for what they stand for. How many know what I'm talking about? Oh, my gosh. When, Clint, when Trump got into Clinton, thank God. When Trump got into, oh, I'm sorry. Some of you really like her still. I'm just saying, when Trump, when Trump got in, he, man, he started talking about Hobby Lobby, Chick-fil-A, these things. They started to judge him on that because of the court and the judges he's starting to put into place. And I'm telling you right now because one favored Chick-fil-A. When I walk at Chick-fil-A, I feel like the man. They don't just help you. They give you that little tower thing that you put stuff in. What is this? That's for all the condiments. I'm like, okay. How many do I need? Well, I'll show you what they, they treat you. They treat you like that's kingdom. And they don't talk smack. They're not mad, curse you out when you, do, when you say, I don't want. You bring it back. Listen, this is what I want. No problem. Hey, we got to have another order. This guy needs another. They help you. Why? Because they are really the originators of kingdom purposed. Kingdom purposed. There should be never anyone walking in this church who doesn't feel there's a kingdom purpose. You want to know why people walk in, walk out? Because not one person's in the relationship in that moment. 
But not here. I'm telling you, not here. I started praying for this woman. She started weeping. I said, please come to the service. She never came. But I said, Bob, you need to go back. And don't be loud. Don't be proud. Don't be crazy. Just ask her how she's doing. All this stuff. Submit my will. What, see, this is what we do. Come on, men. Let's be men. Sometimes when, when trouble gets in the way, marital things happen, money starts to be like, where we start to get to a place like we are the men and we got to run this thing. And it's our will. It becomes our will. We are men. We will drive it. We will make it happen. And even when it's not happening, we'll try to make it happen. And even when we're caught in sin, we'll try to figure out a way maybe to get out of it. Instead of trusting the kingdom of God that should be in us that comes out and says, no, we're in trouble. We got to fix this and we got to drop to our knees. We got to drop to our, if my dad would have dropped to his knees one time when we were kids, it would have changed my entire life at that moment. But it didn't. I had no man in my life, mentor, nobody been in my life but my grandfather. If it wasn't for my grandfather, my little Italian barber grandfather, oh yeah, I come from a line of, you, I already know, you already know the stories. My parents were hairdressers, my grandfather was a barber, my uncle's a barber, my best friend owns one of the biggest salons in all of Pittsburgh. Everybody does hair, don't have it, okay? But I know it. I blow a lot of women's minds like, man, that's cool. I like the way you braided that and went through here, the highlights. And they're like, how do you know that you're bald? Right. Okay. I got that. But it's all about what you do to pour into somebody's life. It's, there are young people that are waiting for you to say to them, grow up. No, you don't compromise. You know, hey, listen, if you, if you do this, man, my dad was like, you do that again? I'm like, oh, snap. We don't want to touch him. Popo coming. We don't want to pour into them because you know what? It's not my problem. Honey, you do it. My mother raised a home, not my dad. Anybody out there like that? And so what happens is it, it comes to a place that we have to understand and we have to get to a place where we say, okay, God, how does this happen? How does kingdom happen? How do we become the kingdom of your work? Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Your will. What is God's will? God's will is for us to do what he's called us to do, to submit to what he's asked us to submit to. I, I want to give you this real quick because I think this is it. There's an urgency of thy will, his will, to be obedient to tell others. See, what God promises, promises are given not supersede, but to quicken and to encourage prayer. And when the accomplishment of a promise is near at the door, then the kingdom of heaven is at hand. We should then pray for the more earnestly, earnestly and favored and intent for thy kingdom to come. When you don't know what to say, pray, God, what is your will for this moment? In business, in life, in family. What is your will, God? And here's what God's will is, to be obedient. God's will is for us to submit to what he would do in this situation. To build kingdom in this moment. Not just wait. See, I don't just preach to get kids to heaven, people to heaven. I, get, I preach so that family comes to heaven and that we are with Jesus. I think sometimes people say, if I can lead somebody to Christ, whew, I can get them to heaven. Man, I don't just want to get to heaven. That doesn't make sense. I don't just want to get to heaven. I want to come flying into heaven. I want to look for people. 
I want to see if the ones that I preached to made it. I want to see my grandfather, my father, my, 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 my father-in-law, my, my people in my life. Why? Because I want to get, I don't just want to get there. I want to find Jesus. I, I want to say, hey, Christ, what I did, was what I did worth it? God, and he's like, yes. And I'm like, wow, God, listen, you gave me the power to preach. You put the kingdom in me. We're getting people to kingdom. It's not just a skin in their teeth. We want them to know kingdom. And the only way to know kingdom is it has to come out of us. I've said this before in this place. It doesn't take long for you to understand that I'm full-blooded Italian if you know that I've just eaten garlic the night before. It doesn't take long. There's even a commercial right now. A guy's in the office and the boss steps up and he's like, and he smells him and he walks away and says, it says, you can tell that the boss knows you've been at the steakhouse. How many have seen this commercial? It's to that jest. People know where you've been. You can walk into your house and your wife's like, oh, you've been, where you been to the bar? Where you been, people smoking? How many know what I'm talking about? You can't hide that stuff. My father used to say to me, I'll, tell, I, I, I'll, tell, I'll be able to tell when you smoke a cigarette. I'm like, how you fig- figure, man? I put the breast mint on. I, I'll smell it. Right? I can smell when you've had a drink. I can smell when you've, I can smell when you have the desperation that you're at your wit's end. How many know what I'm talking about? I can smell that on you. You know your kids well enough. If your kids are awkward and they're kind of like, it's suspicious, you're going to say, what are you doing? What are you about? What's happened? Because if you're not empowering them with kingdom, what are you empowering them with? Your inheritance? Because when it comes down to the end, sometimes you guys, when it came down to my dad, there was nothing. The girls are all like, what are we getting? I said, you're getting, you're getting the legacy of your father, but there's nothing there. There's nothing there. There was nothing there but to bury my dad. And I was like, Mom, what happened? Well, we put it all into the house, put it all into you kids. Um, we didn't save. I'm like, for real? Come on, don't judge me. How many have ever been there? <laughs> you want to know where families fight? It's after funerals. Because I'm about to get nothing. You're not going to get it because the inheritance could be gone. My inheritance is kingdom. It's not in materialism. It's not in who I am. It's in whom I'm in. And I'm in Christ and Christ is in me. It's kingdom. You should walk out of here knowing that the Bible says this and we sometimes wrestle with this. How can I lay hands on the sick and they be made whole? Because the Bible says that when Jesus died... He said to his disciples, when I'm gone, I'm going to give you a person that's going to blow your mind. And so he releases Jesus. Jesus, come on, Skip, it's good. Jesus releases himself, God Almighty, through Christ into this power, this spirit called the Holy Spirit. And he said, when he shows up, greater things will you do than I have. Come on. So I have spirit in me, man, that you know what? I can lay hands on the sick. I suppose I don't really, boom. How you feeling now? I don't know. Boom. And it could, it could happen. It could, and sometimes people think instantaneous is all the gratification. Listen, it takes a process. Look at our lives. You think the first time somebody preached, you all like running like, yes, yeah, me, man. Didn't happen that way. I know. I know. I watched my dad. But I remember when my dad got saved. All of a sudden, kingdom showed up. Through his son, kingdom showed up. At 11 and a half years old, through his son, kingdom showed up. I didn't want to do this, but God purposed it way back. 
when I led my dad to Jesus, he tried to smoke a cigarette two days later after he got out of the hospital. He's in a hospital coma for six weeks. He gets out. I lead him to Christ. He gets out two weeks later. Boom, he's at home. Tries to light up a cigarette. Threw up all over the, all over the, uh, the uh, living room. I'm like, what is that? He said, can't smoke a cigarette anymore. I remember when he tried to sneak a beer, still stuffs in the refrigerator. My mom was getting rid of everything. My dad had all kinds of stuff, okay? Let me know. Anybody raised in a home like, not in West Michigan. No, forget, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to say that because, you know, you live in the beer city, USA. But it's okay. You don't have that in your home. Don't go there because that's something else I can talk about later. My dad drank a little sip of beer, threw up all over the living room. And he knew that it was no longer his kingdom. So let me finish with this and let me tie this up so I can get you out of here. There's a story. My mother was in Niles, Michigan. She moved to Niles because my grandmother had passed. And she thought, let's have a fresh start. My grandfather had passed when I was 19 years old. Years later now, my grandmother had passed. And my parents were like, let's make a move. Let's make a shift. And my sister Francine and Ted were youth pastors in Niles, Michigan, at First Assembly of God. So my parents moved to Niles, which is like, what? How many know anything about Niles? Yeah, that's what I thought. So anyways, they, they left Pittsburgh to go to Niles. They were like, mm. So they get there. And they're there for five years. And in five years, they built this phenomenal relationship with the next-door neighbors, little man and little woman. And uh, one day, the relationship was great. They, they would go to each other's house. My, they actually took my sister's house over. My sister had moved somewhere else. So my parents were living in my sister's former house. And it was not paid off yet, but they were paying the payments. She was paying her new thing, and the neighbor was next door. The neighbor next door lost her husband. He died. And um, she came over to the house a couple days after the funeral and said, I, I'm sorry, but we don't have any. I can't find any money to bury my husband. I don't think we have any money. All the accounts are dried up, and they're all done. My husband always talked about not enough money, not enough money. And my father said, no problem. We'll help with the funeral. So my, my, my parents helped with bury this man. About two weeks later, she said, I got to go through the house. I got to get through all this stuff. Can you help me sort things off in the house? Because my husband was a pack rat. He was a hoarder. Okay? And so they said, yeah, but, you know, there's parts of the house I've never been to because my husband always went downstairs. We have a Michigan basement, and I don't know what's in there, but let's check it out. So they cleaned the whole house out. They're going to have an auction. She had all kinds of antique furniture. They go down to the basement in this Michigan basement, and they, they, my, my nephew crawls through and starts pulling out like stuff like, what are all these magazines and what are all these books? And there's a ton of cans back there. Like, what's all these cans? So they pulled everything out. They found out the books were books of stamps. This guy was collector of stamps. Hundreds of thousands of stamps through his lifetime. Then they found these cans, and they started opening up one can at a time, and they're like, oh, what? A little tiny can were rolls, rolls of 50s and $100 bills. Everybody's like, what? Now, Brent, my nephew, was like, I found them. They start pulling out the cans, and after they pull out the cans, see, this guy was, find a can, can all you can, and then hide the can. And that's how we spend our lives. We hide the can. I'm trying to shut this off. We hide the can. We get a can, we can all we can, and then we hide the can. And then maybe somebody will find it. Well, this, not one can, two can, but let me just brief. All of a sudden, all the cans are emptied. 
all the cans are empty. You guys, believe me, you call me a liar, that's right, that's fine. But they had stamp, the stamps with the monies, $416,000. Wait a minute now, 416 some and change thousands of dollars. The woman almost passed out. She's like, what? I didn't have money to bury. What's this guy doing? What's, yeah, it's my inheritance, but I never knew about it. I never knew what we had. He said we never had anything. What is this? And all of a sudden, here's what the woman does. She starts to think. She gets herself in order. Two weeks later, she calls my parents in and my sister and her children, and they get together, and she says, I have a gift for every one of you. She goes, listen, Alma, how much do you owe in the house? And we owed about thirty-nine, forty thousand. She said, here's 50000 for you and Don. Pay off the house. She said, Francie, what do you guys owe? We owe about $114,000. Here's $114,000. Pay off the house. Kids, you're young. They were young. Here's for each one of your college accounts. This woman started giving away what she had found. She, in her own life, she loved God. She knew God. They went to church together. She was stellar in the community. Everybody knew her, but her husband, nobody really knew him. He was quiet. He was a pack rat. He was a hoarder. But he had all of this inheritance. Come on, somebody. He had all of the inheritance, never told anybody. That's what we do as Christians. We have all this inheritance of kingdom, and yet we're nervous to say something to somebody about Jesus. We get nervous when somebody challenges us. Oh, I don't want to fight with you because I'm more. It's not. We become passive aggressive. Come on, don't look at me like I'm crazy. We get passive aggressive. Instead of standing up and saying, let me tell you what, the, the kingdom of heaven is here. It's in me. It's coming out of me. So how can I bring the kingdom of heaven? Start to use what you have and start to use the gift that he's given you. The kingdom of heaven. Quit finding cans, hiding the cans. Open the cans. Give it away. Give it away to your people. Give it away to your kids. Give away your inheritance of kingdom. Because someday you don't want somebody to find because now they're going to curse you. As they did him. Very sad situation. But she gave away because she knew it was not about her. It was now about the blessing. What are we doing for kingdom? Is the kingdom of heaven near? Is it in us to come out of us? Let me pray. Father, today, I'm asking you for favor. I'm asking you for the kingdom to come out of us. For the kingdom of heaven is here. So how do I do that? I do that by my walk, my talk, God showing people that it is in me because of what you've done through me. It is coming out of me because who I am in you. I am kingdom purpose for thy will, not my will. I submit my will to you, God. God, take it away. It's, it's, it's bad. It's infected. Take my will away that my will become thy will. So on earth as it is in heaven. God, that I can release kingdom in every place I go, every place I coach, every business that I run, every person as a patient, every person as, as a teacher and leader, every person as just somebody that's in this room that you feel it's insignificant, I'm a custodian somewhere, God, let kingdom come out of us. I pray today, let kingdom come out of us as the freshness of your Holy Spirit, I pray in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Randy.